0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: This is NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson, California, Jason Boland from South Dakota. We're going to talk about the NFL this week, that's what we do every week. We're at the mid, uh, season's midpoint right now. or Actually, we will be the halftime of the games. Probably halftime in the eighth game or something weird mathematically like that. But we're, we're nearing the halfway point, so we want to do midseason awards, individual awards, MVP, defensive player of the year, yada, yada, yada. We're going to go through that stuff tonight. First, we're going to talk about BetOnline.ag, who is back and better than ever. They have a new webinar phase for the start of the basketball season with more props, odds, and lines and stuff. Bet online remains the number one spot for basketball and football action this season. You should head over to the mobile or the desktop site to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus. It's free money on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAV to receive your bonus um, from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC down to your favorite casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all that action. There's even a fight upcoming between Darren Williams and Frank Gore. And Darren Williams, the former NBAer, is favored to win that with a money line of plus 250. So that's an example of something wacky you could bet on. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports. Bet online where the game starts. As I said at the top of the show, we're going to do mid-season awards because that happens sometime on Sunday, technically, the, the exact midpoint of the season, or Actually, no, it's right after week nine. So it's right now. This is the midseason. My bad. Um, and then we first want to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. Because he <sighs> cleverly forced his way out of Cleveland, who is a good football team. That's probably in a playoff hunt. Who knows why he wants to leave there to go somewhere else. And uh, for some godforsaken reasons, the Browns didn't trade him and get at least a fourth or a fifth they just released him came to a little agreement financially and said go your way and nobody claimed Odell off the waiver wire there must have been some sort of collective agreement that you know we can bid for this guy sans his big contract so now he can sign wherever and go wherever the the front runner teams that i have looked through twitter are the packers of course uh the chiefs the saints Patriots, and I think those are the big four. So, Wes, is there any teams that I forgot? And then I always say you have a good feel for this kind of stuff. Where does he end up?
2: Um, I've heard also heard the Seahawks. I don't know if you yeah, mentioned that's those. right.
1: Yep, that one's in there. Um, three and five Seahawks.
2: Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, from what I can tell, he's going to sit back and kind of take his time. I'll probably wait through the weekend, uh, see where um, teams wind up from a record standpoint. Uh, Packers apparently can only offer him um, the minimum. Uh, The Saints, uh, while playing for Sean Payton, I'm sure uh, would be good for him. I just don't see him wanting to go to a team with questionable quarterback play.
1: Yeah, you've been uh, after, better off
2: with Baker. Yeah. Like markedly better. Yeah. Um, same reason I could see him in uh, New England, you know, for the coach and for the culture. But, you know, Mac Jones, does he really want to play with a rookie quarterback? Um, and then plus, if the Patriots make the playoffs, that'll be cool. That's not like the Patriots of three years ago where they're going to the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Um, Raiders signed Deshaun Jackson, so I don't know if they necessarily jump in the mix. Um, I would probably say the Packers. I mean, it it makes a lot of sense for him to go there. Uh, he's never, I mean, Eli was, was good, but I don't think Eli was lights out at any given year. So I think playing with a Mahomes or Rodgers. Would probably appeal to him, especially uh, when he's going to hit free agency the uh, this summer. Yeah, he really should, because we know that he's going to try to find a big
1: deal in March. So he really should just go ring chase. They like, just just like the NBA. At some point here, what around February, everything becomes an absolute nuclear arms race, mm-hmm. where teams just shed players if, after they're not going to make the postseason. Then. It's like the Nets, the Lakers, they all go stockpile. And uh, it feels like Odell has that unique opportunity that he can go wherever he wants. So for the life of me, I'll get to my spiel on in a minute. Uh, I don't know why he would go to the Saints. It's just maybe if James is still there, maybe. But what do you think, Jason? Where does Odell go?
0: Oh, I think, I mean, I was talking about this today at work and I was really trying to rack my brain because I mean, the, the, the teams that you guys mentioned, I could come up with, uh, with reasons uh, not to, yeah, I mean, the saints, they don't have anybody that can throw them the football. Right. Um, the, the, the Packers, I don't know if it could handle uh, another diva, if you will. I mean, I know there's a lot of big egos in that room already with Rogers and, and Devante, but I think the perfect fit for him really, um, by, by all metrics is, is the Raiders. I really honestly think that I think because they don't really have a dynamic standout diva wide receiver. Um, I, I think they got the quarterback that can and would get him the ball. I think it would put him in a, uh, on a team that, that is in contention very much. Um, and he'd live in Vegas. Um, I think that uh, I think that that makes the most sense for me. I don't because they signed Deshaun Jackson. I don't think that has any relevance on this.
2: Yeah, I I can see
1: that. Fair enough. Yeah, And they're without rugs forever. And then they have, uh, to your point, Jason, that Renfro, who's pretty good. Then they have, what's that? Braylon, Braylon Edwards or
2: Braylon, what? Edwards. Brian Edwards. Brian was the jet.
0: Yeah. The brown, yeah they got they got a good brown, you know good yeah. good tight end, good running game. I mean in Carr obviously with where his numbers are right, is proving more than capable and yeah, I think that'd be a I, I mean granted, you know they don't have a coach right now, but you know what, hey, that ain't much different than what he came from. Right. You know, before they got Stefanski, of course. Right. I I think that adds
1: up, but I we have to try to figure out what he really wants. If he wants that like generational quarterback, then he might as well sign with the Packers or the Chiefs and call it good. And But the problem is the Chiefs is we don't know if they're good. We don't yeah. know if, they're, if Mahomes is going to snap out of it. He will, but it may not be in time to save this season. Uh, every week, he plays worse. And he looks, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we get rightfully so. We give him a pass, but he's not just playing bad for Mahomes. He's playing uh, absolutely average football at
0: best. absolutely piss poor. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> they still find ways to get first downs. And then the defense against Jordan Love and Daniel Jones got better. I don't know if that means they're actually any better, but. He could be the spark to the Chiefs to gets them back going, but I, it's more of a case study on what's going on with Mahomes because they have the talent on the offensive line. It's not, uh, it's not quite like the Super Bowl when it was like he was under siege. It's just, it's not clicking for him. So ordinarily, I'd say, well, yeah, he might as well go to the Chiefs and be he and Tyreek Hill, and they're going to be in the mix, but the last two wins by the chiefs have saved their season because I challenge everybody who's listening to this to pull up the AFC standings, the playoff picture, and it's stacked. Mm-hmm. Like it's just all the way down. I think the 12th seed, like from seven to 12, it's like five and four all the way down. And it's the inverse on the NFC side. It's like three and five in the same spot. <laughs> so there, the parody is kind of inverse between the conferences. Right. When I saw that, Packers were the number one with the bullet because I'm a Vikings fan. I did the the proverbial like, well, there was nowhere else he was going to go. So we might as well get it over with. But now it's taken a while and the Packers have a history of not making splashy moves. And I saw some tweet from somebody in Packer land, allegedly credible that says that it feels like they're just doing this, putting the offer together. So it looks like, Hey, we did something, you know, because they just don't <laughs> have it in their uh, credo to go get players like this. Like it's always been, refreshing as a Vikings fan around free agency time. They just don't do much when they signed the Smith brothers three years ago. It was like, wow, they actually signed people in free agency. So uh, it depends, yeah. on how, depends on how much power Rogers now has. This is kind of a test.
0: So I, I have a kind of a question. So now, now that he is, Officially a free agent, and I, I'm not a hundred percent sure how waiver wires work. Obviously, I kind of familiar with with the fantasy football realm of that. Um, but so, what is it? What is it? Is he basically able now to choose whatever team he wants to go to, or mm-hmm. in the because in the waiver wire, there's certain order, right? Yep.
1: The waiver wire has expired. Um, if oh, that's team, done. Yep the the Texans or excuse me, the Lions would have had first dibs. Every single team in the NFL had a chance to eat his contract for the next, what is it, three or four years, and not a single one of them wanted to do that.
0: Okay, and then but then that starts in the order of worst of course, record yep. to best. Okay, yep. Yep. So
1: the Lions had the first stab all the way down to the Cardinals, who had the last, and none of them wanted to eat the $15 million per year, probably because they knew that they could just bid on them after the fact. Right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that explains why I am number one on the waiver wire every week. Yeah,
1: you just revealed your your uh, shortcomings.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I was like, well, I really hope we get this guy. Of course we will. Nobody else is ahead of me. <laughs> yep, that's, that's the dirty little secret. So, yeah, you'll get better waiver. It's just like
1: it's just like the NFL draft in that sense that the bad teams are, <laughs> all due respect. Oh, to I'm piss poor. They try to inspire parity, P A R I T Y, in the draft on the waiver wire, and then in, in your house there. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna predict the Chiefs just because the Packers are so believe it when you see it with free agents, and I think Mahomes can probably convince. Odell that, you know, I'm pretty good. This has just been a weird spot. I'll predict the chiefs. I don't feel great about it. The saints. I only reason is that hometown connection because he's going to get so mm-hmm. pissed there so fast.
0: With oh, yeah. does, he, does he go to the, uh, going to the saints? Does it, or I mean, sorry, the chiefs, does that make them look any better than they are right now?
2: A little bit. I think, yeah. yeah,
0: it just, it gives it an like, exciting flair. It doesn't,
1: like all of a sudden push them over the top because they're nowhere near the top. No, oh, yeah. they're not, they're not very good. And they haven't oh. been, maybe the, what, the first two weeks were okay. They look like the regular Chiefs. So I have to go back and look at the schedule, but for like a month, month and a half, it's just been
0: what, what's the matter with them. It's been interesting watching them. Cause it looks like a really bad, a group of really fast players, but bad. yeah and (laughs) usually that would signify
1: that the coaching is poor but nobody will say that because it's andy Reid. yeah Yeah. all right so i so you're gonna say green bay jason says the raiders my first pick was the chargers but they haven't been in the mix at all so i guess i was wrong i'm gonna say the chiefs because i don't want them to go to green bay
2: for what it's worth i I thought chargers would make a lot of sense too um or at least one of the la teams which out of the the two, I think Chargers would be, um, you know, the one out of those two.
0: Boy, yeah. they'd have a trio, wouldn't they? Then
2: they would, yeah. and they
1: had the when it was still the waiver wire chat, and even now they have the money. They've got, yeah. I think it's like eight or ten million to spend. Of course, they won't give it all to him, but uh, the the Packers are cash strapped. I think the Saints are too. So yeah. it's it's not. It may not be that the Packers are saying, you know, here's your minimum. It's like, that's all we got, homie what happens
0: to his contract then does he get getting- it's,
2: it's done he it got takes- like 4 mil of it and he'll and start over this march yeah so how does <laughs> I that's
1: what, i don't no that's why get the only thing that ever matters for the rest of your life or until they change the cba is guaranteed money on a contract
0: and you can void the contracts just by cutting somebody yep as soon as yep.
1: the only thing you're ever on then that's why dead cat money like when you look at trades and stuff that's why that's so important the only thing and <laughs> i was I was taught this when I was first starting to become kind of popular on Twitter by a, a prominent agent in the news. Uh, he taught me the only thing that matters whatsoever on any NFL contracts is guaranteed money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep. Because as soon as they're, as soon as that's paid out, they can, the, no penalty whatsoever they can get rid of you he had four years left on that bad boy i'll have to go look at it Jeez. um it, i think it was 15 million per year and the thing is we just it's been so we talked about this last week i think it's been so long since he's been consistently good like with no injuries mm-hmm. that it's we gotta it's almost like can he actually get back to where he was as a sophomore in, yeah. in the
0: nfl yeah now did he did he take um because he inked that big deal with the Giants. Did the Browns then take over that deal or did the yeah. Browns get him a new deal?
1: I thought the Browns redid it in the there and now, but I don't recall okay. for sure. I remember yeah. thinking how criminal it was that he was traded for whatever it was a, a third or second. Or- yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, <not> wrong. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. It, I, I think it was all, he was slated to be a free agent in 2024. And his uh, I think his annual cap hit was or annual average salary was 15.7 million. So I think he basically got all of his guaranteed from New York and Cleveland up front. And then whatever the talks they had before his release here, they, they came to that psalm and said, We'll give you this, and then you're free to go. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the awards ceremony, if you will. Uh, we decided that because the season's half over, we're going to speculate uh, the awards that will be announced in January February. We kind of went through these in the off season leading up to this. So why don't you, we'll start kind of at the least prestigious uh, Wes? Why don't you give me comeback player of the year?
2: Hmm. <laughs> comeback player of the year, probably Dak. Um, him missing what, a game and a half, two yeah, games. That doesn't really uh, matter. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, uh, if he finishes the year, you know, playing a majority of the games, I, I'm sure he's, he's going to take home the honors. Um, Are yeah. we doing what you
1: predict or what?
2: This is who you would give it to. Uh, this where I'm landing on as of right now, Okay. Um, in the season. I, I don't really know much of the other candidates with Joe Burrow, maybe mm-hmm. another one um, Carson Wentz who, I mean, he, he could be a dark horse towards the end of the year. If he can uh, continue to pull the, the Colts out of the, uh, the hole they've been in uh, he's, he definitely hasn't looked great, but um, you never know. But yeah, I, I would say um, I'd say deck. The the biggies
1: that were rumored outside of Dak to get this award have gotten hurt again. So yeah. Saquon, Daniil Hunter, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Julio was kind of talked about. I think Odell a little bit. So all of the I think Darnold is even in there. Uh I think like the big four outside of Prescott have got hurt. So they've kind of gotten rid of themselves. Uh, Jason, who do you who would you give comeback player of the year through halfway? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, that's such a such a good point that you made. All the guys that I think we all picked <laughs> at the beginning of the of the season are all hurt again. I mean, in and a comeback player of the year has to be, you know, a person coming back from an injury. Wes, I really like the dark horse that you said, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Carson Wentz um very easily could come back and and you know, I know granted their last victory was against the jets. I think. Right. Yeah. Wasn't it? Uh, uh, but he.
1: Yeah. You know, they play the jets this week. Don't they?
0: Oh, the Jet, Who? Who's the game that they,
1: Did they? No, no, no. It was 4530, a bunch of garbage time because I picked yeah. the Colts defense
0: <laughs> in fantasy. <Tennessee. laughs> yep. You're right. Sorry, sir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, you know, and it, but again, no, this year it's really doesn't matter who you play. I mean, the the Jags, I mean, came in and I mean, really put a throttle to, to Buffalo. So, um, yeah, I mean, you got Dak, obviously, but, you know, uh, I think, I think Carson could, could take because They're back right now in playoff contention.
1: Yeah. Their biggest oh. problem West alluded to it is they dug themselves in a nasty hole. They, yep. they, I don't remember who they played, but I think they were and three and you got to have some testicles to get out of an and three hole in the NFL and they're doing it. Wentz still does some of that weird stuff. And like, you know, what Stafford did last Sunday night, some of those weird turnovers, but on the whole, he's returning to the wince of good. That's important because he makes a lot of money courtesy of the Eagles. And I think that, I think he has a puncher's chance at that. They still got a long way to go before they're a playoff contender, especially because their division with uh, the Titans. And it's a little bit tricky that they'll be able to get the Titans because the Titans played so well on Sunday. Um, But some of the unsung ones to monitor are uh, Derwin James. He's playing well for a defender, but he isn't uh, enough to upend Prescott or Burrow. Right. And then depending on what Von Miller does with the Rams, if he, in theory, went there in the last 10 games, had something like 12 or 13 sacks, he would almost have like a double comeback story uh, from last year and this year. But yeah, that one, I got it.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Dustin, go ahead. That,
1: that one's a long shot. So on the whole, because the Cowboys are six and two and Dak, Dak's playing very well. Uh, we're giving him a lot of credit when his the metrics, he's he's right in there about the 10th best. And a lot of times we treat him like he's right up there with Mahomes and he's not, but he's damn good. And they're six and two. And I think that if we voted today, it would be Prescott.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, another guy too, that I guess none of us probably are even thinking of is and. In- Cortland Sutton. Does he have he's, the I mean he's a top ten receiver right now? With the number. Even the numbers, huh? Yeah. I mean, not Nick
2: Bose th- is another
0: no, not touchdowns. I mean, but you know, they're a few and far between over in Denver. So <laughs> yeah. but I mean he's he's producing, he's had a couple of games. I mean, he had his best game this season, uh almost 150 totals. So I saw Patrick scored. Yep.
1: Of course, I know that because of fantasy. It was the week I dropped him in our 20 team. But, yeah, that's that's my life. That's why I remembered that. All right. One an eight, Dustin. One an eight. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So I did all these predictions on the record, I think, for Vikings territory um, in the summer. And I'm sticking with my coach of the year. I'm going to go with Bill Belichick. I think that he is the coach of the year. I think they're going to get to the playoffs. We predicted that as a group, or at least called them a sneaky team to get into the playoffs, and I think he's doing enough with his rookie quarterback. He showed last year that Cam was more of a problem for him and that all of those COVID opt-outs were a pain in the ass, and I think that he's guiding the ship in the AFC East to potentially get into a six or seven seed, and I like the job he's done with the rookie quarterback, and he's Bill Belichick, who rarely wins Coach of the Year when he arguably should have won it multiple times. So Belichick is my Coach of the Year. Jason, who's
0: yours? Um, that's, that's hard hard to go against. I like, uh, I like Kingsbury thus far. Um, you know, uh, last year being his first year, uh, started hot, dwindled fast. Um, they seem to be maintaining a pretty reasonable, um, you know, I mean, even, geez, even this last game when their starters were, you know, they had a hobbled receiving core and, um, Kyler went out. They still still pulled off a victory. So, uh, yeah, I like him. Wes, let's hear it. Coach of the year. Coach of the year.
2: Hmm. I'm going to go with one of the new guys. Uh, I will go with Brendan Staley and uh, with the Chargers. And what are they, five and three? Five and three, I think if, uh, if he can have them take that division, um, he should be at least in the running for it. And you like that
1: because it's such a change of pace from what Anthony Linden did for a few years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, I liked what I've seen from him much like you mentioned before, Derwin James, um, he's kind of the Swiss Swiss army knife of that defense. Um, and I just want to choose something different. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Yeah.
1: Uh, what about offensive player of the year? Last year they gave it to a quarterback, Justin, over the wide receiver, Justin, uh, mainly because it kind of seems like suddenly that's a quarterback award. Um, this year it's a little bit different because Mac Jones is playing quite well, but it's not to that Herbert level. And Jamar chase is playing like Justin Jefferson. So I think the betting money is on Jamar Chase's side, and we might be done with that quarterback philosophy, at least for a year. I think the betting money is on um, Jamar. What am I? Jamar chase. Did I say Jamar James Jamar chase? Uh, Wes, what do you got for offensive rookie of the year?
2: Yeah. Jamar chase makes a lot of sense. Uh, If Mac Jones gets the Patriots in the playoffs, I I would also prop him up there as well. Um, Najee Harris is another one that comes to mind too. Uh, he's been playing really, really well. Um, uh, as of right now, um, chase has been phenomenal. And, uh, unless that, you know, starts to dip a little bit production wise, then uh, I think it'll be chase. Yeah, it looks like he's on pace for about
1: 1,500-plus yards and about 13 touchdowns, and uh, that's more touchdowns than Jefferson had last year, about the same, eh, a couple more yards, but there'll be 17 games. Uh, So, yeah, I think that, of course, that Jefferson would have been denied last year, um, but I think they might try to make it right and give it to another LSU guy and... I think that'll probably be Chase. Do you disagree
0: at all, Jason? On Chase? I don't. No? I don't. That guy is an absolute absolute stud, just electric. Um, and he's getting the balls thrown by uh by uh Burrow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, potential comeback player of the year, too. So what a what an outfit they got going on over there.
1: They're sputtering a little bit. They the are last, the last two games, so they were flying really high. Uh, just demolishing the Ravens 41-17 in Baltimore two and a half weeks ago. And then they had stinkers to the Jets and the Browns. So now I want to say that they, <laughs> are they on the outside looking in the playoff? It was like they were the one seed and now they're
0: just vanished. And the, and the Browns looked excellent.
1: Yeah. Doing not, it. <laughs> yeah. I think they really wanted to show that, you know, we don't need Odell. It's, it's such a weird science that they play better without, without him. Yeah, isn't he, that
0: though? It's been the case for the last two years, and I don't know that they do, but Baker certainly does.
1: Yeah, I think it's because Stefanski, at heart, likes to run the football, and you know why wouldn't you when you have the best tandem in the business? And that kind of leaves the receiver. On the outs looking in, that's happened to Stefan Diggs inside Stefanski's offense. So we've seen this movie before. Uh on the Bengals, right after they beat the Ravens, they were five and two, the number one seed in the AFC. Now they are tenth. Oh. Five, five and four right there with the Denver Broncos, among other teams. I can't
0: believe that they're in it.
1: <laughs> well, they <laughs> yeah, you gotta. I was wondering. So the Vikings. And Ravens put together this slobber knocker that ended in tragedy for the Vikings, but that's nothing new. But uh from on afar, when you're sitting there checking fantasy lineups and then scores, I kept seeing like 30-nothing. And I'm thinking, like, does this app wrong? This this should be the inverse. So, what
0: happened? I can't, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna tell you something though. From the get-go, they had that opening drive, their defense held them on fourth down. We get the ball. And that offense, that first offensive possession from Denver was just, uh, was just, you know, three and out. I was like, "Here we go again. It's going to be good." Uh, But after that first defensive stop on fourth down, it just—I could tell from the from the looks of the the team, the the energy—it it—it's like almost like a light bulb of some sort flipped. Even the coaches on the sideline, it was like watching other teams that I used to be. You know, I would get envious over, you know, the excitement, the coach getting fired up and cussing on the sidelines. And, you know, it it was a completely different team. Unlike anything I'd seen in the last five years. I don't know what caused it. Don't don't really care, (laughs) Um, but it was awesome.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's uh, repeatable?
0: God, I hope so. (laughs) You're going to say um, no. You're going to say no. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, but <laughs> I, I, I can't say that it is. Cause I don't know where it came from is the thing. Um, you know, I, I said before, you know, who knows what is going on. I mean, there was a Von Miller had a hol- Halloween party like he does every year. And apparently there were some tensions that, that happened and surfaced out there in Denver. And I can't, I, I can't believe that them getting rid of Von Miller would have caused this. But again, Von Miller's like six years older than anybody else on the team. Yeah. So are these young guys, did they look at him with the respect that he deserved? Or did they look at him kind of like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. But like, did they did getting rid of him relieve some kind of not? That's been dug in that team. I don't know. I, I that's that. I can't imagine that that was the case, but it, I guess it could have been. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that would be a hell of a Hall of Fame knot that you have just holding the show up.
0: Well, I mean, I, 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 that, that trade was overall good for all. I'm so happy for Vaughn that he can get, you know, and I can't imagine that he was any kind of hindrance on those guys at all. That's not at all what I'm saying, but yeah, what in the hell happened?
1: Yeah, no, it's. I I knew that you have a take on it because that type of score is so foreign for what the Broncos have done since Manning left, (laughs) and it
0: it was against a juggernaut too. The Cowboys viewed as one of the best teams in football, the best offense, hard on, and it. And the the score was thirty zip. It should have been right. It was garbage time points at the end. Um, It was so much. They beat their ass. I have never seen anything like that since 2014.
1: Yeah. I thought at my daytime job, you talk football every now and then. And the only thing that I could you know, have the take that I had was if the game had been in Denver, then I would have been like, oh, okay. They got hot at home, the altitude, all that fun stuff. And then, okay, yeah, they're back. They're going to make a little playoff push. But the fact that it was in Jerry world and the return of Prescott and just, just a battering
0: I would love to know what happened and I hope that they can, they can sustain that. I think it, it would get, I don't know, uh, you know, but they really dominated and the energy and, uh, the, the way that they were carrying themselves was completely different. And I hadn't seen it in over a half a decade. Does it give you new hope or not really? It does. It yeah. does. I mean, it's the most hope I've ever, I've had. OK, I'm I mean, it's hitting. like, I, you know, where you found this, keep it, um, you know, hopefully you can build on it. and We'll see. Yeah, they have two home
1: games, which is very delicious after you just beat somebody's ass on the road. They got the Eagles, who will be tricky, but certainly not unbeatable. And then the Chargers, that's a rivalry game. Then you get to go play some version of the Chiefs and then you come home against the Lions. So they got their next four out of five games are at home.
0: Yeah, and you'd think that you know after not after performing the way that they just did, it's got to you know like I've mentioned before on this on this you know show it they don't know how they it's like they didn't they don't know how to win. Yeah. Uh, they, they're so accustomed. The only player that's ever won anything on that team was Vaughn, and now you know and McManus, of course. But now you know now Vaughn's gone, and these guys, all young guys on both sides of the ball, we had our rookies from this year step up and contribute two sacks from Cooper and uh, interception from Stearns and Patrick Sertan doing his thing. He'll be out a few weeks, but in Javante Williams refusing to go down, Um, (laughs) you know, it just lays tribute to how good of a job George Payton did with the draft. And then some of those additions that he brought in a few weeks ago, Weatherly from Minnesota and then young from the Rams, they contributed unlike anything else. And, you know, I mean, obviously these guys, if they needed to um, solidify that yes in fact we can win this that was that was the game to spark unlimited confidence yeah because hopefully you, not overconfidence but
1: no i don't think you i don't think that they're good enough to be overconfident or at least no, they're no. they're tracker so I bet you sat down on that couch just thinking this is gonna be a slaughterhouse.
0: Oh god <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah it, it, it was the most oh man it was yeah uh, moved
1: All right, let's go to defensive rookie of the year. I honestly think there is only one choice for this, and this is who I thought the Vikings would take in the draft when they still had the 14th pick. Micah Parsons, he went to the aforementioned Cowboys. He's got five sacks, 52 tackles, two passes defended. There's a couple of suspect highlights of him that circulated early on trying to call him out on being lost in the defense, but the dude's a rookie. That happens. You can do that on almost any play to every player or to any player on a given play, I should say. So I think it's Micah Parsons,
2: absolutely. What about you, Wes? Same. Yeah, he's been playing lights out. Uh, I just I, I can't think of a, a closer rookie. Um, Ogilari from the Giants, he's been playing pretty good. Um, Jason Owe from Baltimore, he's been playing pretty good. But Parsons is way far ahead of them. And they really just kind of, you know, put him on the throne there
1: as the linebacking. I mean, they got rid of, uh, which one was that? Is it Jalen Smith or Tyron Smith? Yeah, Jalen Smith. Yep. And it seems like they just said, this is our dude. And he's going to, he's going to be the quarterback of the defense. And then by the way, we got to a guy that will get here in a little (laughs) bit named Trayvon Diggs. And um, yeah, suddenly they have a youth infused defense that makes plays. It may not be, outside of last week. They may not be incredibly stringent,
0: but it's a playmaking defense.
2: Yeah.
1: Jason, do you have anybody outside of Parsons for rookie of the year for nope. defensive rookie of the year?
0: Nope. I mean, you know, I mean, I think the next closest would probably be Sertan, but I mean, he, yeah. Parsons. What a, what an animal. God, he's good. I mean, so- he made, he made some big plays against Denver too. I mean, he's quick so fast and you, you don't even recognize him out there. Cause he wears number nine. <laughs> It's like, but this guy's a mean linebacker. So I, I, you know, there was, yeah, I'd love to have him on our team for sure. I'm telling you, Penn State
1: linebackers, it's like they, they pump out linebackers and tight ends, mm-hmm. and that's what,
2: what they do every now and then. running back. Hey, you yeah. know who pumps out second round wide, wide receivers? Uh-oh, who is it? Oh, is a USC. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's damn right. I knew it before it even came out of my mouth. All right, speech, speech,
2: speech. Uh, <laughs> Michael Pittman, he's coming into his own. He's a yep. second-round rookie out of USC uh, from last year. I touted him up in the offseason, and here he is. Here he comes. <laughs> and then Hilton has
1: just kind of taken a back seat, right? Yes. He was never yeah. a game-changer, but he was always a fantasy player that kept on your bench for bye weeks. But now I think uh, he's been surpassed. Yeah. Is there another example of a second rounder? Or are you just that excited about Pittman?
2: <laughs> just that that excited about Pittman? Okay, I thought you I thought you were going to tell me like then in '92. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean they've had a few. Robert Woods, he was another one. Oh yeah. Um, Nelson Aguilar, he was another one.
0: Speaking of '92, though, we should dedicate a whole show to talk about the quarterbacks for that draft class. <laughs> Remember, uh, <laughs> Todd Marinovich and Dan Maguire and Brownie Nagle and those boys. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> and Marinovich <laughs> just hold up the 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 Fleer and the tops cards of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> just ingrained in our memories.
0: That picture of uh, that card of Maguire at the upper deck card when he was sitting on the Aztec helmet. Yeah, boy, that was coveted.
1: Yeah, there's some. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to guess that Wes collected cards as a kid because that's probably what happened. But that's a lot of my memories about football players and baseball players are from a single card. Yeah. Like, even though Griffey is known for his swing and I watched him play for 20 years, or whatever, I'm I'll always, my first thought of him is always the upper deck rookie card. <laughs>
0: Just <with No>. that, <laughs> the smile. And that is still very much coveted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, I agree with you, man. And then back in those days, they had cards for every position. I mean, you could find cards for linemen and yeah. kickers and, and the whole team.
1: They don't do that anymore?
0: No, nah, no. They only do pretty much rookies and, uh, you know, receivers and, you know, well-known, well-known so players. You-, you only get eight cards a pack these days. Oh, shit.
1: Uh, at vikings territory our owner owner and founder passed away back in july and we went to his memorial in september and one of the guys i was talking with there was telling me about how all this works now with sports cards it's like this spectacle where like it's broadcast like on tv or youtube and it's like <laughs> yeah i've never i've I considered myself a sports card aficionado, but this dude educated me. <laughs> no, no, he was telling me it's like, they're called breaks.
0: Yeah. Box like, breaks. Yep. So you, you know, you see them a lot on Instagram too. I got yeah. a lot of people, you know, that I follow that you could contribute and pay a couple hundred bucks and you can get a team and uh, uh, whatever they pull out of that box that's on that team you get, Yeah. Uh, you know? So, and then the, the more expensive cards are the more expensive You know, obviously, to buy into these breaks, you could buy into a break and not get anything, not get nothing. But it's more like a gambling thing than anything. (laughs) Well, I guess that's what collecting cards is anyway.
1: The dude that was telling me all about this uh, seemed very much into gambling. And so that, that, that checks out (laughs) all his personality was just, (laughs) just shysty like that too. And he was was telling me, he's like, yeah, and then they'll do the breaks. And you, you know, if you pick the Jaguars, you're trying to get that Lawrence, but if you don't, then you just go back and you try it again. And I'm like, well, this sounds like you're at the casino. (laughs) Oh yeah, exactly. It's a big hit. (laughs) Yep. Uh, All right. Uh, I think we have a couple more here. Yes, we do. Defensive player of the year. This one is tricky uh, because I pounded the table three weeks ago for Trayvon Diggs because he has an astronomical amount of interceptions. It slowed down a little bit. He didn't get one against the Vikings, sure as hell didn't get one against the Broncos. So he's only had seven. Uh, in theory, if he replicated that, he would, I think, break an NFL record, but it's probably not going to happen. And then you go look at his PFF grade, and it's Not good, or at least it's not on the caliber of a guy who has seven interceptions. So I really, based on the plays that he's been making, a couple pick sixes to boot, I really wanted to pick him because he was changing games. Um, But his PFF score is only 51.9. And every time I, I turn on a highlight reel, he's getting burned by somebody. So I don't think that that qualifies for the defensive player of the year. So I am going to go with Miles Garrett uh, because he is the stalwart of the Browns defense. He leads the NFL in sacks. Uh, He's—it's absolutely incredible that that man hit a guy with his helmet and came back scot-free for his reputation. I—it's like a PR marvel. Like, how did he do that? He's just that good, I think. Uh, but I think he is my. DPOY through midseason, even though I really wanted to go Diggs, uh, but I just don't know if he's the best defensive player in the business. Wes, who do you have?
2: Uh, Defensive player of the year, who do I have?
1: Uh, Are you just going to give it to Donald every year?
2: No, no. uh, This was actually the year that I wanted to go with TJ Watt. Uh, I have Watt in our 20 team fantasy league. And he has just been a monster all year.
1: Tackles for loss sacks and all that.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's the same monster, animal, whatever you want to call it, that he was last year. He just doesn't have Donald in his way this year. So I I think this is the year that he takes it home.
1: And do you think he's just a smidgen better than Garrett or their equals or what what makes him better than my
2: choice? Um, I, I just think that he's doing everything for that defense. Okay. Um, batting passes, uh, creating turnovers, uh, sacks, uh, pressures, tackle for loss, um, dropping in coverage, and being able to, um, you know, disturb routes. I, I just from what I've seen. Uh he's just a one-man wrecking ball on that defense. All right. Jason, who's your defensive player of the year?
0: Yeah, I like Miles Garrett as well. That that guy is 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 a is a force. I and, and to your point, yeah, man, I got that. I still got that engraved in my head. Oh yeah. When he just I made mean, wow. But I, I think I got more of it though when uh what's his name? Uh uh that, that was the core Rudolph Rudolph. Yeah, but he was his his facial expressions expression yeah. that was happening. But yeah, Garrett. And then, you know, and I've had the, the privilege of watching the Rams a few games. Uh Ramsey, even though he doesn't have any numbers that really jump out at you. Boy, he's played really well, too. Yep. He's a certifiable shutdown. Dude, yeah, you don't. Know, and he he continues to impress. Comes up with some big plays, deflected passes. Um, you know, and that's just in the games that I've seen him play. Um, I'm sure he's pretty consistent in that regard.
1: All right, uh, offensive player of the year. I got to give a little speech because I don't understand this award, and it dates back to the 2019 season. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think in the annals of fantasy football history, if you went back and you applied PPR format all the way back to the nineties or something like that, I think his 2019 season was like the third best of all time next to maybe a priest Holmes season or Sean Alexander season. And that year he was the best offensive player in football, but they still gave the offensive player of the year award to Lamar Jackson on top of the MVP. So I don't understand why they have this award if it's just going to be a rubber stamp of the MVP. So I'm going to take a stand against it. I think Cooper Cup is the offensive player of the year to date because he's on pace to have, with the 18th or 17th game, he's on pace to have 1,900-plus yards and 19 touchdowns, which is like Calvin Johnson stuff. And he does it, ironically, with Calvin Johnson's quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And I know he gets credit and kudos, especially in fantasy world, but it's kind of quiet the way that he does it because he does like the the lunch pail at work type of thing. So I think that if you were going to have this offensive player of the year award, the reason you have it is to give it to the best stat guy. That's my opinion. And I think that's Cooper cup, Jason, who's yours.
0: He was mine as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cooper. What, uh, whoa, what a season he is having. And I might as well just say it now. I'm going to get my MVP to, to Stafford actually. Um, I figured I'd get that out of the way while we're talking about the Rams. I mean, what, uh, you know, geez, they're doing a terrific job um, exceeded any and all expectations that I, that I had prior to this. I knew they'd, they'd be good, but wow, they, they are really impressing me. And and Cooper is, oh, he's, a, he's, he's electric, you know, and then you got, you got players like Woods on the team, right. Who's also a fantasy, you know, <laughs> y- y- nightmare. I mean, he quietly gets, you know, six, seven, eight catches for you know 80 90 yards but then you got Cup, who's yeah. just always wow yeah electric <laughs> all right
1: so he's got cup i got cup and he actually gave his mvp as stafford uh west give me your offensive player of the year
2: uh cup is having a phenomenal year i will give him that and he is probably the obvious choice um but it's no fun to trot all three of us out here and pick the same guy. Uh, So I will go with a dark horse in Jonathan Taylor uh, with Derrick Henry going down with injury for the season. Uh, Taylor, he should secure the rushing title this year um, if the Colts make it to uh, the playoffs and, you know, have a good seed um in the afc it will be on the back of jonathan taylor so um he is my dark horse what's his point. what's his pace is it like uh
0: 1400 or so uh
2: let's see pull up his stats right now he's got
0: 821 right now eight and
2: touchdowns yeah
0: yeah he's he's that's a good that's choice rushing
2: um I can't access his. uh, uh, Was he got twenty three receptions? Doesn't say how many yards, but yeah, eight hundred twenty one rush yards, and was it eight games? Yeah.
0: Yeah, The crazy thing about that stat is he is still one hundred and ten yards fewer (laughs) than Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah, we would. I think we would have been. All awarded this to Henry, maybe cup still yeah. uh, Henry, if he was still a go.
0: Yeah. I Like uh, Taylor's running style too, to I had the privilege of watching him the other night when they routed the jets, that was, they, he's, he's pretty electric himself for sure. Yeah. What year is he in the league? Second
2: Taylor. Second.
0: Second. Yeah. All right,
1: so let's do. Let's get out of here on the NFL MVP. Jason gave his, and that is Stafford. Some of the ones in contention per sports books are Josh Allen. I think that's really iffy. Uh, Kyler Murray, that is not iffy. Uh, we'll see if he plays again this week. He can't miss too many games and get considered for MVP, but he's still at a fine threshold. Stafford, lo and behold, Lamar Jackson, uh, because he is the Ravens. A strong argument can be made for him. And then Fringe, I guess Rogers coming back, even though he's getting COVID hell right now, and Herbert starting, he'll probably be in this conversation next year. Those are the realistic ones, and I'm taking Tom Brady, uh, and I have two reasons for doing it. It's just it's unreal. Uh, he's he's on pace to throw for five thousand three hundred yards in in a normal seventeen game season. That's only about forty nine hundred or five thousand, and then fifty touchdowns, five zero casually and 10 picks. And, and he's like, uh, it, it's, it's mind boggling and he's doing this at 44 and he'll be back next year at 45 and he won't, he won't tail off then. And I, I, if I was going to vote, that'd be kind of like my Holy grail. Someday I'll, I'll be able to vote for this. We'll see. I would vote for Brady because statistically he has the resume for the most part they're winning. And for God's sake, he's 44 years old.
2: Wes, you want to take us away with your MVP? I will go with uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, he's been kind of doing it all. Obviously, uh, long-term health will need to uh, keep up. He missed last week's game with a ankle injury uh, in San Francisco, but he is kind of a do-everything guy for their offense, and Um, he's not doing it as much this year on the ground as he did um, in years prior. So um, Murray gets the nod for me. One thing
1: about the Cardinals, I was trying to, after the, the Bills lost to the Jaguars, I started to look around at these good teams, trying to figure out of the top four or five really good teams. I feel like the Cardinals are the only ones that haven't had a real stinker of a loss. They had that very confusing play that caused them to lose the green bay a week and a half ago or whatever it was two weeks and i don't know that they've come out flat at all the rams against the titans that was laughable and all of a sudden the titans just had this defense from hell in a good way for them and so the cardinals are, are really impressive because they so far unlike a lot of the other good teams haven't had one game that you can just throw in the garbage because it was anemic
0: Seem to be pretty well rounded, and they got the old uh, Vance Joseph calling the shots on the defense <laughs> over there, doing yeah. doing an incredible job.
1: Man. Yeah, I think some yeah. dudes some dudes rolls, even though they always deserve to have, take a crack at the big job. I think some dudes are just better at that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. or you know, if you got you know, you take a shot on Vance Joseph at the headman position next, he may come out and you know I a lot of those coaches that end up getting that second chance Mm -hmm. do obviously much, much better in that, in that go around than they do their first. It's not in Denver though. Not, not in Denver. (laughs) Yeah. You're saying all
1: this knife stuff about them, but it can't be back in mile high.
0: No, but I was thinking about this too. And, and I always get, Oh man, you just think how much different things would have been if we would have hired uh, Kyle Shanahan, but gosh, his record is, Certainly, with that, uh, with the exception of the one season, yeah, that ain't too good either.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Wes, I pulled it up today because I was uh, that poll that I put out about Cousins and Shanahan to the Vikings fans. And right now, Chip Kelly and Shanahan are perfectly at a win percentage of 0.444, both of them exact same record. (laughs) And Chip Kelly was in charge before Shanahan, and I think Shanahan's coached a few more games now, and they have the exact. Same winning percentage right now. It's just that Kelly didn't have a, <laughs> a signature season where
0: they probably should have won the Super Bowl, right? That's that's such an interesting fact. It really is because I mean mm-hmm. they they're probably going to finish here with a losing season, <laughs> and um, it's like I look at the guy and I'm like I think he's a good coach, but yeah. You know,
1: huh? Well, he's got he's got a few things going for him. He's got what everybody wants. That's the offensive mind. He's got the guru. Name or word attached to his personality as an offensive genius. He's young and people just absolutely love that. He's got proof that he can get to a Super Bowl and come so darn close to toppling like absolute prime Mahomes. And then he's got his name, Shanahan, which is like a bush for politics. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, he's got those things going. That's why he is untarnishable right now. And I think if he got canned by Lynch, if they ended up going something crazy like 5 and 12, I think he'd be hired a week later. By oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Same day, maybe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Anything else from you, gentlemen? No. And we'll see what the see if there's any wild stuff. Last week was so weird I'm looking over. After I got over the heartbreak of the Vikings loss, I, I did the autopsy of the rest of the league, and I was thinking, good God. <laughs> I mean, there were... Yeah. Like, five things that made me say, wow, like the Raiders just getting thumped by the Giants. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Bills Jaguars was probably the most shocking to me. I mean, just three years, three weeks ago, I was like, the Bills have to be one, one of, if not the best team in football.
2: Yeah. But I mean,
0: you know, it's, that's happened a lot this year though. You know, they've been quietly doing that the first week against
1: the Steelers. They didn't come to play the first half against the Dolphins two weeks ago the Bills did the exact same stuff they did against the Jags. And it's, it's starting to be whispered that it's too much is reliant on Allen, that they're not getting any push from Singletary and Moss running backs. And then, you know, their best running back is Josh Allen. And then, uh, you know, he's got the pass catchers and everything, but, You have to, as much as people love to throw the ball and the quarterback wins and all that, you have to have somebody that can relieve. Like that's why the Broncos are such a storied franchise, is because any running back they ever bring in is just good. Like I'm convinced that it it wouldn't matter if the guy even went to college. Like if he just comes to the Broncos and he has RB1 next to his name, he's going to get a thousand yards. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. it's like clockwork, yeah.
1: and they've been yeah, doing yeah. it before anybody ever realized it.
0: Yeah, I think you're right there. That's exactly what's happening in Buffalo. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, watch the gate, they just never want to run the ball. They they'll try <laughs> it once, they'll get nothing, and then they just will go away from it completely.
1: Yeah, and there's some people that love that. We're just going to run and shoot and throw the ball, and yay, Madden. That's how we do it. But it it destroys your time of possession. It puts your defense back on the field. It tires tires them out, and even in this type of league where we want to just throw and throw, protect quarterbacks and can't hit receivers over the middle. You still have to be able to run the football and move the sticks just to keep your defense
0: off the field. Do you think that's part of, and I, I haven't watched much Kansas city, but is that have anything to do with them or do they try, do they run it down there? Yeah, they do,
1: but God, they got away with it um, with super bowl run and then, you know, Kareem Hunt never came back after his antics to them. And then CEH has been hurt. So, yeah, that's part of it is they don't have a showstopper running back, but they thought they thought they had that fix when they drafted CEH with the first round pick. Yep. Um, yep. Normally, like the Patriots model is, is that, you know, you have four dudes that can get first downs and that can score two-yard rushing touchdowns. And uh, that's just kind of some Belichick voodoo. But Belichick really never abandoned the run unless it was strategic. You remember those Patriots games during their run where they'd come out and run like spread every play and Brady would be in the shotgun and there'd be like six receivers and that's all (laughs) they do the entire game. And then the next week, all they would do is run. Yeah. So it's, it's different when you're cerebral about it, but with the bills, it feels like they just abandon it.
0: And yeah, yeah. No kidding. And it doesn't matter how good of an arm or how good of a quarterback you got, whether it's Mahomes or Josh Allen, you still need to run the ball. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah.
1: And that, that needs to be shouted to high, high heavens. And, it,
0: it's- and, and, and in Buffalo's case, they got Moss and Singletary. The bo- Both guys are more than capable.
1: Yep. They're just not, yep. not really, neither one of them are that dynamic. I think that's the problem right
0: now. And you can still put up those big numbers, like, you know, like where the Raiders is an example with Carr, but they still stick with the run yep. with, with Jacobs and Mac and, you know, they still, you know, so yeah. They better fix that.
1: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> all right. We'll be back. We'll be back next week after week 10 and we'll go through some of the results there and probably have some sort of interesting topic because the NFL always generates content. So that's all we got for tonight. And peace. Adios. All right. Later.
0: Later. Have a nice day.